Sometimes in life, skepticism can serve you well. It can save you money, keep you from wasting a day at a timeshare presentation, and help you avoid spreading gossip. To be honest, when I am faced with a new scenario, I usually tend to be a skeptic until something proves me wrong. And if you're like me, you can probably spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away and read labels like it's your job. That's where ritual comes in. They know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards. Their clinically backed Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin has high quality, traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. Take two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption and you'll get nine key nutrients. Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. On top of that, Ritual multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I take my vitamins every morning with breakfast. It's part of my daily ritual and I feel so good doing it. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. Hi, and welcome to another episode of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. Holy moly, you guys. Hi, how are you? It's nice to talk to you. I I have so much to share. I have so much to talk about. I honestly don't even know where to begin. Um, so right now I'm sitting in my bedroom. It's early morning here in Aruba. I've never recorded a podcast in the morning before ever. Uh, and also, this is the third podcast that I'm recording for this week in the past 12 hours because there's a lot going on. So before I dive into all of this this madness and some drama and, and a lot of stuff I'm going to share, um, I want to just take a moment and take a really deep breath and maybe you would like to join me and do the same. All right. Hey. <laughs> So in the spirit of from the heart, before I before I dive in, how am I feeling this morning? So just speaking from the heart, what's what's moving through me? Um, I've had kind of a whirlwind of a 24 hours just now. Um, and in this moment, I'm feeling really good. Uh, I have a little bit of back pain. I, I kind of threw my back out last week. Uh, or was it last week? No, beginning of this week. And uh, it's very related to f- some fears that I'm sitting within my body. And I'm on this very kind of very intense healing journey right now that I'm sharing pretty publicly. So that's actually what I was going to talk about or what my original podcast was about was uh, the balance I'm looking to find between fire and water and um, working really hard to physically rid myself of of these fears that I have lingering in my system. So a whole other conversation. Um, And then last night, uh, (laughs) I I, I sat down in my bedroom in the evening, the way I normally record the, this podcast, and I like to take, grab a glass of wine, and I sit down, and I kind of just turn on the mic, and it's like I'm, I'm talking to an old friend. You know, that's that's what this podcast is for me, really. It's just this very vulnerable moment of sharing. And then I start talking about what I'm going through this week, and some fears I have about the baby, and some healing experiences that I've had, and epiphanies, and things like that. And then I realized, like, right in the middle of the podcast, I was like, holy fork, I forgot to post the purposeful ad. 
And I had to kind of turn the podcast off because I realized I had to post this one ad that I was supposed to do. Um, and so for anyone listening who maybe if you haven't been part of this conversation for a while, so a couple of podcasts back, I talk about this social media marketing and mindful marketing. Uh, about a week ago, I shared an Instagram post uh, talking about the fact that I'm introducing a brand new initiative on my platforms, which for me is a super big deal. Like, first of all, it's it's a super big deal. It's really scary. I haven't done it before and I've been really against it, really kind of my whole life. Um, so I'm going to start sharing some very limited marketing on my Instagram platform with the sole purpose of raising money for a nonprofit cause. So how this all got started, and this has been kind of a, it's been a little while coming. So I've had Instagram for six years. I've been on Instagram. It's a really long time. Like, holy cow. Some of you guys have been kind of tagging along and following along and uh, since maybe 2012 or 2013, something like that, early days uh, when I started the first uh, Yoga Every Damn Day Challenge. You know, it's a really long time ago. A lot of things have happened along the way. And for me, Instagram has become this very personal space where I want to share a genuine piece of my heart and just genuine genuine ways to inspire, uh, to make the world a better place. So for me, really early on, um, whenever like an Instagram ad would come up in my in my own feed, I would feel so like icky by it, like really triggered by it. Um, and this is just me and my personal personal feelings. So I like to have, or I like to be really selective with who I follow on Instagram. If I ever scroll through Instagram, I want to feel inspired and uplifted and empowered. Um, and if there's ever marketing there, for me, it's important that it's really transparent and obvious. Like, oh, here's an ad. Similarly to you listening to this podcast, that, oh, here's an ad. You know, that it's really transparent and real and true, right? So uh, whenever I started seeing these these influencers and people just promoting all sorts of stuff, you know, like weight loss teas or yoga pants or makeup or, or whatever, but it was always kind of sneakily hidden in the post. So you wouldn't really know, is this an ad or not? Like, is this person getting paid to say this or is it just like a genuine share? So I started kind of publicly speaking up about the fact that this is not my thing. Um, I really you know, really, really don't vibe well with it at all. And I made the really strong kind of public decision to not use my platform for marketing. And this is not, you know, me trying to be noble or pretending like I'm a better person than anybody else. Not at all. It's just me and my personal decision because I think for me, what I share, it's just so deeply personal. And it would feel really off if all of my personal messages and the things that I share that are sometimes really raw and really painful and you know, a lot of the times when I share long captions on Instagram, I do it while crying. Like it's a really intense moment for me. So I, I just, for me to sneak in like, oh, sponsored by, or these pants are from this and that brand. I just didn't sit right, right? So that's what I've been doing for the past six years. It's been like a very ad and marketing free platform. Um, and and also, you know, it's not always the easiest thing. I, I have to kind of kind of share that. Um, there's been a couple of moments where we've gotten some really amazing offers from some really cool brands. And I've sat with it. We've even flown places for collaborations to kind of talk about if this would make sense. And at the end of the day, I kind of almost every time come down to that. No, you know what? This just doesn't feel 100%. Because, uh, and I think this is how also I feel like I can differentiate myself a little bit. Uh, I have other ways of making a living right? So I'm a yoga teacher. I, I have a strong business. We have a yoga studio here. I lead retreats and teacher trainings. Um, teaching yoga is how I started. It's my passion in life. It's what I'm really here to do. So if I can make a living that way, for me, that's, that's, that's enough. I'm, I'm really content with that. 
Um, for other people, of course, social media can be a really great way to make a living. You know, if you can create a platform and you can use ads um, in a cool way, and then that's kind of, you know, how you make money and to support and sustain your family. I don't have to do that because I have another form of income. Not everybody um, has that. So, you know, there's lots of different stuff behind this. Um, anyway, so last year, end of last year, beginning of this year, it's come along. It's been kind of creeping up on me since I became a mom. Uh I've always had, always, I mean, for as long as I can remember, this really strong anchor in wanting to be of service. It's just, I think I was, I think I was born that way. Honestly, I think everybody has this within them. For some of us, it's just very present. You know, it's very much in the front of our minds. Um, I think everyone is just kind of one epiphany or one moment of perspective away from realizing that the only form of really true, pure joy and feeling truly purposeful in life is being of service to others, whether it's serving other communities or people in need or the planet. Um, And there's thousands of ways of doing this large and small sometimes the smallest actions have the greatest impact you know if all of us spent more time focusing on smaller actions we could really truly all together change the world so this has been something that I've been really immersed uh in you know, for, for a long time um I remember when I was when I was little someone asked me about this like do you remember the first time ever you kind of did something for someone else in a selfless way uh, when I was little I was I was always such an animal lover like I just you know, if there's ever an animal in need, any, I have an animal rescue foundation here in Aruba. We have 97 animals in our care right now. It's kind of getting out of hand. Uh, we're opening an animal shelter that we're busy painting and renovating right now. You know, a lot of what I do now is very anchored in animals. But even when I was little, and I, this memory kind of came back to me the other day. So we used to have this little house on the countryside in Sweden where my family and my aunts and cousins and everybody would go every summer. And whenever it rained, these big, slimy, long uh, snails, like snails without a shell, they would come out on the road and on the driveway uh, in front of our house. They would just come out and they would be everywhere, right? And I remember every time it rained, I would feel so incredibly panicked about the fact that people were going to drive in and out of the driveway and there were these snails on the road. So whenever it rained, I would put on my rain boots and I would go outside and I would go on a snail mission and I would just gather as many snails as I possibly can and kind of get them off the road and bring them out into the forest. And then they would come crawling back and I would like take the snail and go back into the forest and, and to keep them safe. And <laughs> I even remember one day because I had my cousins would always make fun of me like, ew, they're icky, they're snails, why are you touching them? And, you know, they, they kind of didn't, didn't get it, I guess. And for me, it was just so obvious, like they're a living, breathing being, you know, and then I, I love him. And I picked up a snail. I was like, look how beautiful he is. He's so perfect and precious. We have to save him. And my cousin went, well, if you love him so much, why don't you give him a kiss? And I remember holding, like maybe I was like six years old or something. And I remember holding this. I mean, it was a really icky, slimy snail. And I'm holding it in my hand. And I'm like, oh my God, I have to prove this point now. So I kissed the snail. And the snail released this whole thing of slime. And it got stuck all over my face and all over my mouth. And it wouldn't come off. And I had to like go running into the house crying for my mom. She's like, what did you do? I'm like, I kissed the snail. <laughs> And I was kind of old enough to understand like, you know, this, this was stupid, you know, but I really remember this. And this is how I grew up. I always, always had this anchor in wanting to do good for other people, especially, um, especially voiceless beings. So like animals, snails, you know, I never kill mosquitoes. This is just something that's been a part of me. One of the biggest fights I ever had with my dad. And this is funny that I'm thinking about this now because I told this story just, just the other day for the first time, I think in forever. 
I think maybe I was 11 or 12 or something. My dad used to live in Latvia, in Riga. He lived there for over 20 years. And he had a little restaurant there. And he was at the restaurant. And he had promised me for, I don't know if it was my birthday or some event or, I don't know, some uh, celebration that I was going to get like a Walkman, you know, one of those uh, old ones kind of that you put a CD CD player, like a CD Walkman thing, uh, you know, like before there was iPods and iPads and iPhones and all that stuff. And the special one that I wanted was special because you could walk with it. It had it was like shock resistant. And the other Walkman that I had, like you couldn't turn it sideways. You couldn't turn it upside down because then it would skip or it would stop. And this was like a brand new, super cool one where you could like walk with it and it wouldn't stop. Anyway, so he gave me money and he gave me 100 euros, which is almost, I think almost the same as $100. It's a lot of money. And I walked down the street and I had my money and it's winter time and I have my boots on and I'm going to this, uh, this mall around the corner to like go to this electronic store to get my Walkman thing. And right outside the entrance of the mall, there's this woman sitting this I don't know I don't know how old she was because I was I was so young but there's this woman sitting and she's not wearing any clothes like she doesn't have a jacket she doesn't have like a sweater like she's clearly really really cold she's wrapped in this kind of sheet and there's a little candle in front of her and in her arms is a tiny little baby and she's sitting and it's snowing like it's freezing cold she's sitting on a little thing of cardboard outside this mall where people are walking in and out to buy like Christmas gifts and everything smells like perfume and people are wearing furs and jackets and she's just sitting there outside the mall with nothing with a baby and I remember having this like total like I just stopped in my tracks like and I was looking at people walking just walking in and out walking past her so well this is this isn't right you know and I didn't even hesitate I I remember not even thinking twice I just I took my hundred dollars and I went over to the lady and I said here you go and I gave her the money and she looked at me and then I just I left and then I went back to the to the restaurant or to my dad's place and I was like hey dad uh, do you think I could have another hundred dollars he was like what did you lose them did you drop did you get robbed like what happened I said no there was a lady sitting in the street and I gave it away and he was so upset like oh my god he was and I get it like now you know it's a lot of money of course of course like it's kind of crazy and you know reckless of me to do that but I didn't even think twice like that my dad would get upset or that it was for something else or you know and this is one of the kind of arguments that I constantly consistently have with my dad like I always give people beggars or homeless people like I always give them money or food and his argument is like well they it goes to drugs or it goes to alcohol like you know if you have enough if you have too much if you have abundance and give some away, like it's just, I think it's a solid way to live your life. All right. I'm not trying to preach like I'm holier than thou, but uh, this is just my way of living. I guess this is just how I operate. So all my initiatives leading up until last year have been in my book. They haven't been ginormous, right? I mean, I've been doing what I can. So the animal rescue initiative is a really big thing. Um, Actually, before I founded the or we started the proper foundation, it, it actually took more energy before then because we didn't have a team. So my rescue efforts whenever it came to rescuing stray animals in Aruba was that whenever I saw a sad dog or a dog that wasn't in good shape or a puppy in the street or a skinny dog or some, a dog that was sick, like whatever I was doing, I would just stop the car, get the dog in the car and go to the vet. And then I would take the dog home and I would fight with Dennis for weeks, you know, because we had so many rescues and so many strays and they didn't mesh well with our dogs and it was always you know it wasn't a good thing and it was really draining and really hard but for me just driving by and leaving the puppy on the side of the road it just wasn't an option at all 
So a lot of my energy went there, but it was really heavy, right? It was really, I would cry when I saw a dog in the street. Like it was just very heavy, very intense. And then we opened Sergeant Pepper's Friends, which is the animal rescue here in, in as a memory or in the name of our dog, Sergeant Pepper, who passed away four years ago. And is it already four years? Jesus, no, three, three and a half years. Um, and since then, like this, for me, this effort has become super easy. Like honestly, I don't even feel like it's a, you know, like I'm pouring myself into this foundation and the foundation is thriving. It's doing amazing. And right now, like I raise the funds. Um, I promote the foundation when it's needed. Uh, you know, we do the administrational work behind when people find dogs. But my, you know, my main purpose behind the foundation is marketing and bringing in the money. Like that's what I do right now. I am no longer the person who's like on the side of the road chasing the puppies lying in dirt, <laughs> which which used to be me. Um, so I've been able to to make a greater impact because we now have this amazing team and uh, this shelter that we opened. We bought a property with the donations that we've received. We've done so much and it's really good. But I no longer feel like, you know, like um, not that I'm not doing enough. I just feel like, oh, I have a lot of energy left. I guess that's a good way of putting it. Um, this foundation runs well. I have a lot of energy left. Like I can do more, right? So, and a couple of years ago, a couple of years back, we also founded 109 World um, that I did together with two, my two co-founders, Olivia and Leticia. I have a podcast with Olivia, my best friend, talking about 109 uh, a couple months back. If you want to scroll back and, and read that or listen to that. But 109 World was born through another initiative, which was for me uh, just this organic thing that sort of happened. And it was it was very, very simple. Um, so I lead these yoga retreats. Uh, right now I do seven a year. It's a lot or with teacher training, seven groups a year. And they're very popular. They sell out very fast. They're super transformational, beautiful weeks they are my favorite thing in the world. Uh, and I did one. This one was one in Thailand. We'd never been to Thailand before. We'd never done a retreat in Asia Normally, these retreats would take like a month or two months or, you know, a little while to sell out. And then we would go, we go to Costa Rica or Aruba or Bonaire, you know, around my neck of the woods. And then I announced that we had this, uh, this really beautiful retreat in a new retreat location. It was going to be in Koh Samui in Thailand. And in one day, like <laughs> this retreat just sold out. Like it was totally insane. It was, I mean, administrational wise, like it took longer for us to, 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 you know, to sign everybody up and everything. But we used PayPal to receive funds and we had hundreds of people just forward us money for the deposit to join the retreat. And this was before I had like a proper team with staff and employees and all this stuff. It was just me, Dennis, um, and our assistant sitting around our kitchen table. And we had hundreds of people that sent us money to come to this retreat. We had to refund people. Like, we didn't know what to do. Like, oh my God. And then we had to kind of select like who gets to come. And it was super intense. And my thought was, whoa, like look at all of this abundance. Like it's just, it's too much. There's no way. We had 45 people in that retreat. I'm like, there's no way I can take more than more than that. Like that's too much. Like 50 people is like max. No, you know, no matter what, I'm never going to have retreats with 500 people in them. So what do I do with this this superfluous abundance? Like we're just overflowing here. Like where can we put that to good use, right? Because all these people, they want to come. They want to practice yoga every day. They want to go on this trip, but they can't. So how can we use this, right? And do something. Maybe we can do something really cool. So I had this idea. I was like, okay, if hundreds of people want to come to this yoga retreat where we're like drinking green juice every day and eating organic foods and swimming in waterfalls and doing yoga, like all that is really amazing. But what if we all came together and we did something for communities in need? Like, holy moly, maybe not 500 people want to come to that. But what if like 100 people want to come to that? What can 100 people do spending their money like retreat 
money, which is a lot. Like people, you know, it's a lot of money going on a trip like that. What if there was a way to kind of use that and to use my influence and to make deals with hotels and 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 uh, maybe with airlines and kind of have these companies donate or give big discounts so that all the money that's raised through a retreat uh, can go to a good cause. Like that was just the original really basic idea. And through that, we founded 109 World. And it's definitely developed since then. It's become much, much more than that. But we have social mission projects all over the world. And we've had projects in, I mean, everywhere. <laughs> like we've, we have... Uh, let me see if I can kind of rattle them off. We've done Nicaragua, we've done Ecuador, uh, Latvia, we did an orphanage there. Uh, uh, we did a mission in Sweden for uh, supporting women that have uh, suffered through sexual violence and abuse. The one in Ecuador was in support of the earthquake that happened there to build a community space for um, for people to survive after the earthquake. In Nicaragua, we brought uh, an entire village uh, water, uh, sustainable potable water for the first time. Um, we did Thailand, we did a refugee camp in Greece. I mean, yeah, we've done tons, like so much, so much in just a really short time that we've been operating. And it's been a really beautiful, beautiful journey. And it's so much work. And this is where things kind of are, I guess, where there's a difference between the local foundation here, where things are fairly easy. The global mission foundation takes so much work. Um, the team that we need there, like, you know, they really kill themselves to make this happen day in, day out. And at the end of the day, no matter how much work was poured into every project or every mission that we do, at the end of the day, it's always worth it. Like it's always, oh, it's so, so fucking worth it. Like I can't even, I can't even tell you. And there's been moments where I've really doubted things because yeah, it, it has been a lot of hard work. And some of the things that, one of the things that I noticed really early on or that all of us noticed specifically through 109 was whenever you you start any non-profit initiative or any mission initiative, anything that's, you know, just for a good cause, people immediately get super nitpicky and start judging you for the way in which you do good. And this was a huge surprise for me, honestly. I mean, I do a lot of work through social media, like everyone has comments and thoughts and judgments and hate sometimes and all of that, like that's kind of comes with a gig. But I was so surprised when we launched 109 World and all of a sudden these people were like, what are you really doing with this money? And and what are these people getting paid working for the foundation? And why would you do it this way? And this doesn't seem like a good cause. There's better causes to put your money at. Why are you working there and not there? And all of this judgment started coming in. And I was so like, dude, like, hey. Why are people all of a sudden so judgmental when it comes to doing really good things for the world? Is it because there's this fundamental underlying complete lack of trust in the fact that people want to do good things? Like I just, I still don't really get it. But there's something about people doing good that just brings forth this total judgment from other people. And maybe it is on this deep spiritual level that we all feel like we want to do more. And seeing people do a lot can be really triggering for other people. Like I, I really, I really don't know and I still don't get it. And a struggle that we've had, like for sure, if you have a, if you're running a nonprofit, whoever works for that foundation, you know, are going to need to get paid. That's also like a really weird uh, misconception about working in the nonprofit world. It's not like you have, you know, all these people working for good causes, um, living in tents in the street at the end of the day. You know, these are people that do amazing work for a really good cause. They deserve to get paid for the work that they do. Like this work should be even higher valued than just a regular day-to-day -day job, like whatever you do. Um, at least that's my opinion, you know. So if people working in the in the nonprofit sector, if they can't get paid, we're never going to have enough good initiatives to truly make a difference in the world. 
And since it's a nonprofit, you know, no one makes money at the end of the day. That's just, that's literally what it means. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. Home truly is where the heart is. It's the kitchen I have breakfast with my baby girl in. It's the couch I cuddle my husband on. It's the place I return to day after day for the calm I wish to create in my life. And to make my home look as sacred as it feels, I turn to Havenly. Havenly makes it so easy to design that perfect space. If your Pinterest perfect room seemed out of reach, Havenly is a way to actually do it. Your first step is to take the free style quiz to match your unique style with a perfect online designer. All of the 100 plus Havenly interior designers are real people and vetted professionals. Next, fill out your room profile. Envision your actual space by sharing your floor plan and room dimensions with your designer. They will quickly come back to you with an initial set of ideas to design the living space of your dreams. It's as easy as that. Havenly does all the work for you. You can incorporate pieces you already own or buy what you love directly through Havenly's platform with access to hundreds of retailers and guaranteed best prices for my listeners in the US. Your ordering concierge will purchase all of your pieces and keep a close eye on your orders to ensure everything gets to you with no hassle. Havenly has already completed tens of thousands of beautiful designs within any budget, big or small. Your happiness is 100% guaranteed because everyone deserves a beautiful living space. Starting at just $79 per room, you can do it too. Turn your Pinterest board into reality. Try Havenly today by visiting havenly.com slash yoga girl to get 25% off of your design package. That's H-A-V-E-N-L-Y dot com slash yoga girl for 25% off of your design package. Havenly.com slash yoga girl. Mothers deserve the absolute best. So this Mother's Day, spoil the moms in your life with little luxuries from Osea. Osea's skin and body care is the perfect way to remind all the moms, mother figures, caregivers, grandmothers, and mother-in-laws in your life to make time for themselves. If you have been looking for the perfect gift, I recommend Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil. I've been using it for years and it seems like every single time I apply it, I get compliments on my skin. This body oil is rich, but it's never greasy and it's clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity. Your skin will feel more sculpted and toned and you'll be left feeling silky, soft and glowing. Another favorite of mine is the Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Ever since I've been using collagen, I have noticed a difference in my skin. In fact, it's never been better. Using Osea's body oil and lotion together is a mega moisture duo, giving you a full body glow. Osea's products are infused with their signature Andaria seaweed, but it's also clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Really just a perfect gift for yourself, the moms in your life, and even the planet. Spoil the moms in your life with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code YOGA at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. So it's been kind of a, it's been a really interesting path, at least for me, the couple of years navigating this and and um, working to find the balance between giving a lot of way and also realizing that to give a lot of way or to do a lot of good, you have to have a lot, right? You first need to have that abundance. You first need to have that overflow. You need to have, uh, you need to have to give, right? And not just in terms of money and funds, but like you need to have energy to be able to give a lot of way. If you drain yourself um, through the causes that you're working with, you're not going to have enough to make the difference that you're actually able um, to make. If you if you would have that zest and that passion for what you're doing, so it's a really important balance to to walk and 
I guess since becoming a mom, you know, this for me has become even more, even more important. Definitely, definitely. And all of, all of last year, you know, while, while nursing the baby and kind of being at home and changing my pace, I've had this, this feeling, you know, this underlying feeling of wanting to be of service. It's grown way louder than before. Like since having Lea Luna, it's become this, uh, this almost this renewed sense of purpose in a way. Um, and not just that I want to support kids and children, although that's definitely rising uh, on my list. Like I feel an urgency to, to support kids in need more than I did before. Um, but I, I just, I feel really purposeful in my motherhood. And also I think my heart has grown a couple of sizes and it's just, I have a really hard time uh, absorbing pain and suffering. Like, you know, and if I know, like, I'm in a place where I can do more, I want to do more. So that thought and that emotion has been growing in the back of my mind for a long time. And then a couple of months ago, this was a big, um, yeah, a big kind of milestone, not milestone, but what's what's the word I'm looking for? Like a big moment uh, in this whole process was there was a really horrible really hard for me to talk about without crying, but a really horrible case of child abuse that happened here in Aruba. And like all the projects I just mentioned, like all those social mission projects, they happen abroad. And we do so much for them, but in other places, uh, other parts of the world. And in Aruba, this really horrible, horrible case of child abuse um, came to surface where two young boys, three and five years old, were killed at the hands of their parents, tortured at the hands of their parents, um, one of them was buried in this in the backyard, and the other one was brought into the hospital with, uh, yeah, and enough enough wounds, yeah, for him to pass away the next day. And this this came out, and for me, it was like a like a punch in the gut. Like they live fifteen minutes away from me, fifteen minutes away from where I live, and somehow I just I. I, I I couldn't stop thinking about these boys. Like there was an outrage in the whole community, of course, you know, because it's just, it's, it's too close to home. And it was the degree of horror and pain that these kids had to endure. Like it was just, it was too much to even digest, like to even understand. Like it's, it was just, all of it was just too much. So, and for me knowing that, okay, I've had this focus on supporting and doing good in other parts of the world, like serving other communities, other countries, and realizing like, hey, this stuff happens in my own backyard, like in my own community where I live. And I'm not giving it any thought. Like I wasn't even aware at all. Not at all. And it turns out child abuse and also sexual abuse toward children is super prevalent on the island where I live. The laws that are in place right now and the punishments um, for pedophiles, for instance, and for, uh, yeah, for people that abuse their kids in different ways. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, there's no proper loss even in place um, to prevent this from from happening. Like, there's a whole fucked up part about the system and this government when it comes to taking care of kids. And I had no idea. And it's just something that it isn't really talked about. It's not a lot in the papers. And it's just, once you start digging, like, all of this came up. And of course, you know, through this incident that became really public in the country, uh, a lot of this stuff started surfacing. So, I decided immediately, you know, what the hell am I doing right now? Like, there's a reason that the local Animal Rescue Foundation we have runs really well because it's present and I'm here, right? So it's really easy for me to manage and keep track of and support. And, you know, it's right here. It's not overseas. It's not in another place, another country. Like, it's easy to manage because it's here. And why am I pouring myself into all these other projects when this shit is happening in my own home? Like, this is just not not doable, so I made this really drastic decision to, okay, like 2018 is going to be for the kids. Like that's 
100% that's what it is. Um, animals, like that foundation is doing really well. I'm not going to pour myself into Sgt. Pepper's Friends anymore. Uh, it's going to continue and, and continue as it is. But the, any new initiatives, any new funds raised have to go toward uh, a children's initiative here in Aruba. So we started doing a lot of research and uh, still haven't decided exactly how this is going to go. Uh, it's not the same thing, opening an orphanage or a foster home. I'm kind of envisioning because the orphanages here, there are two, they're always full. And the purpose of the orphanages, which is really strange, is to return or reunite the kids with the family, which to me makes no sense. So sometimes these kids are removed from horrible circumstances and they're put in the orphanage for like a couple of months until they decide, okay, I guess your family is, is they're doing better now so you can go home, which just doesn't make any sense at all so most of these kids they actually they don't end up getting adopted they end up going back into this abusive place in their house like these two kids they were in the orphanage and they were sent back and they were killed there so i'm envisioning maybe like a foster home like an in-between like a, a transition a tra transitional space uh, for kids that have to be taken away from their parents because they're just not fit um, but maybe not a proper orphanage where they stay forever, you know, but like a, like an in-between space, like a refuge, you know, where, where we can have an organic garden and we can have real care and, you know, amazing support and, and do yoga and like just pour love on these kids while trying to transition them to a proper living space or to a proper home. Like, yeah, this is still a work in progress. We have a lot more research to do and we have to also work with the Aruban government for this to happen. So it's, it's a lot. Um, but what we know, so in, in terms of starting this new foundation that I'm that I'm starting now, uh, it's not just going to be a local foundation here, but it's going to be a global foundation that does good in many ways. And this specific children's initiative will be the first project that we do. And with these boys and this this moment, I had this like, fuck it, like I'm done now. You know, I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm done making this little impact. Like I need to I need to do something more. I need to do something bigger, something something way 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 more impactful than anything I've set out to do ever before. Like I need to launch something absolutely incredible. I need to raise a shit ton of money <laughs> so that we can all dedicate ourselves to making this world a better place. And yeah, to do that you have to raise enough funds. You have to have enough people working on your team. You have to have enough time, enough energy. Like there's a lot required for this to happen. So Beginning of this year, I made this decision to switch gears and start focusing on making money to do good things. And this might sound like a simple thing. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Like make money to do good things. It's just I have never had that as a motivator. Like doing good, yes, but making money, no. So I, I never like think about the money at the end of the day. I just I just want to do what makes me happy and I want our, our theme to thrive. But I've never, you know, I'm not a numbers person at all. So I, I, don't, I don't look at that. But now all of a sudden I started doing that. I'm like, okay, well, how much do we need? <laughs> like, what do we need to do? Like for real big initiatives to make a real impact. Like, okay, how can we make that happen? How can we, and not just through social media, ask people to donate to causes because that's a really, really slow and really long process. But what can we launch? Like, how can we create to truly do something epic? And that's what this whole year has been about for me. So whenever I talk about um, something secret and we're launching something huge, blah, 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 uh, it's very connected to this. And I know it's still secret, so it sucks. I wish I could tell you, but it, we're a couple of months away still. Um, but anyway, but tied into this. So this is every single month because of this decision that I've made that we don't do marketing on the social media platforms. I turn a lot of money down, like a lot of money. Um, I wish I could give you specific numbers. Um, a lot, a lot of money, right? So um, so when I had this big 
epiphany of like fuck okay we need to do something really really epic and then there was like an offer that came in and I have this agent that I work with who's who's awesome uh, who sends offers for collaborations and things my way and not nine times out of ten we turn them down and he's like hey okay so this came up I'm guessing it's a no and it was so much money we're sitting <laughs> this meeting talking about like how we can raise enough for this new foundation and this new launch and then this offer came in and I'm like no yeah it's a no and then I was just like Oh, does it have to be a no? Like these brands that come along and they go around to every social media influencer out there, to celebrities, to artists, yoga influencers, like everybody out there, everybody with any type of influence. There are brands reaching out to them, to me, to us every single day, looking to pay a lot of money for their product or their service to be featured on that platform. Um, and it's, you know, since long really proven that social media marketing works way better than, you know, does anybody ever really do like TV marketing or newspapers anymore? Like it's, it's kind of a, it's not a current medium. So, uh, these big brands are willing to pay a lot of money for this. And then I had this kind of this realization, like, fuck, like, is there a way that we can just totally do this? Like say yes to the biggest impact, meaning the biggest amount of funds raised, and have it be really commercial, like look really commercial, like make it super obvious that it's an ad, like, you know, basically scream like ad, 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 here's an ad, like 100% transparent, make it really almost like I envision it like almost like a little cheesy, so that it would be like a break <laughs> in my social media feed. Um, and then for the whole community to know that yes, this is an ad, but 100% of the proceeds of this ad goes to changing the world, it goes to helping people in need. So instead of like, Asking the community, can everybody donate, 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 help, 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 trying to rally people to give like one or five or ten dollars here and there, uh, which is just, you know, we've learned through 109 World, like isn't a sustainable way um, to run a nonprofit, doesn't work long term. Can we get these big companies who are the ones who sit on all the funds? Like that's also the case. Like we can all of us kind of try to rally and give what we can every month, but there are these billion dollar corporations out there, many of whom actually do a lot of bad stuff for the world, like already, like through however they source their product or through pollution or through just, just the, the commercial side of life. Like we all play a part. We're all players in that game. But there are these companies just making and spending so much fucking money. Like, can we just use their money that money <laughs> and do something really good with it can we maybe even start sparking conversations with some of these huge brands um and see maybe they want to match our donation you know if, if they do a they do an ad on my page okay we're going to donate all of this this is how much will be donated to this cause do you want to match it so we can give double or do you want to support do you have an initiative somewhere like if we can start having this conversation with brands maybe they will start looking at social media marketing in a slightly different way so also knowing that whenever I pass on an ad, like that brand will go immediately to another influencer who will say yes, they will take that money and it will not be put toward a nonprofit. You know, it will be put toward whatever they do with their lives. So my thinking was kind of like, okay, you know, this is something that it's going to continue happening in the world anyway. This is just normal commercial day-to-day -day life. If I play a part in it and I can assure that my community knows like, hey, we're doing this kind of out of the box, totally different not at all normal um, for this platform. Like it's totally different. But hey, look at what look at what we're doing with this money. Like look at the kids we're able to save with this money. Like that's just so totally fucking worth it. No matter the brand, no matter what it is, right? So that was the decision that I made, and I just I, I still feel really really good about it. Um, 
so I, I shared a little bit through Instagram, you know, I kind of spoke about, okay, you guys should get prepared, get ready, we're going to do purposeful ads, I call it hashtag good karma marketing, and then I call it hashtag purposeful ads. Um, and I always wanted to attach that hashtag to each ad. Uh, so that it's really clear when it's like a, an ad where 100% of the profits will go will go to, uh, to this foundation. Uh, and then I sat down yesterday, you know, after kind of a long day to record this podcast and I realized, oh shit, I forgot to post the ad. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. So I just, I went on Instagram and I just copy pasted the, the caption, which was, you know, very ad-y. It says ad like five times in the ad. It's paid partnership, blah, blah, blah. I share the ad and then I started recording the podcast and I'm talking about all this other stuff. And then I was like, oh shit, I, I gotta like check in on this post, right? I gotta, I gotta just see how it's doing. And I pull up Instagram and there's like, <laughs> there's just a flood of hate. Like there's just a flood of, uh, people are so upset, so upset. Like, oh my God, I am actually still in kind of shock of how upset some of you guys were at me. Because one, like if you really follow me, like if you're really part of this community, like wouldn't you just know that, or tr- be able to trust like that the end game like it's big enough you know that however much is generated through this ad like it's just so fucking worth it you know it couldn't you just trust that like I'm not an idiot <laughs> there is we're going someplace with this like it's genuine it's really real I don't know I, w- I was really really surprised in the beginning with with the backlash of all of this people getting so upset and I can't believe you chose this brand and then, you know, this brand isn't a natural brand. It's not an organic brand. It's not this yoga type brand, uh, which I was okay with. Like I 100% was because the impact was big enough, right? Like it's just, they're going to continue doing their thing anyway, like with or without me. And just because I'm posting the ad, I'm not pulling you by the hair, making you out, go out there and get the product. Uh, and you know that the money's generated, like the purpose was to generate money for this orphanage to save the lives of children. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still kind of, kind of, kind of in shock, but also kind of getting where some of these people are coming from. So these comments start coming in and I'm just like, what? Like, I can't believe it was this bad. Holy shit. Okay. Okay. And I'm reading stuff. And here's how kind of how the process, at least for me goes. So whenever you get caught in like a perfect social media storm, um, I'm sure many of you have, I'm sure many of you have not been on the end of it when it's 2 million plus people involved. It's very intense. Um, people that get really upset, like they go beyond just commenting on the post. They will find my email address, send me hate mail, uh, send me direct messages, like intense amount of direct messages, like really vicious stuff. And I'm an idiot and I'm polluting the world and I'm, you know, really kind of intense things. So for the person on the other end of this, i.e. me, my first reaction was like, oh my fucking God, like this, this, you know, I put my podcast stuff away. I went downstairs. I was like, Dennis, like... I'd, I'd something's happening like I don't know anyway and then it continues and then here is where it gets like really tricky and really shitty for me uh, someone comments like like I cannot believe you support and endorse a brand that tests their products on animals and I was like what like that's not true like there's no way there's no way like no 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 like I have a whole team of people that are involved when we made this decision and you know my whole brand my whole my teaching me as a person everything I do is dedicated toward being of service to bringing less suffering into the world like it's all about less suffering like there's no and I was like okay if it's not an organic brand like I'm okay with that because the impact is big enough but you know testing on animals may or you know that's just no no not at all not possible (laughs) almost crying on the phone I was like can you please immediately like get me a statement issued that says that this is not 
true. Like this is just not true. Like maybe people listening are going to think I'm totally naive and like a total idiot. But I live in this world where just this is not at the front of my mind. I honestly, I did not even think to ask that question because it's just, it's not, <laughs> it's just not like real to me. Like how, how is that still possible? If it was at the front of my mind, like, yeah, for sure, I would have done more research. Like, hell yes, I should have done more research. But honestly, it did not even occur to me to think that thought or to ask that question. So super apologize for that to anyone who who's offended and I should have done more research. I, I live in Aruba. We don't have Whole Foods here. We don't have health food stores here. We have no farmer's market. Like it's a tiny island in the Caribbean. Uh, we use like regular kind of toxic stuff for our house sometimes. Um, I order a lot of stuff from Amazon. Sometimes it doesn't come in on time. Sometimes we run out. Sometimes there's this one store on the island that they'll have like one thing like for your kitchen that isn't toxic. But we can't get all of that stuff. Like I'm just a human being. I, I, I'm i not all, all organic in everything I do. That's just, yeah. So it also wasn't an inauthentic product for me to, to promote. Like I'm just a normal person knowing that all of this would go to something really good. However, if there's suffering involved, like, no, I can't do that. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. When bra shopping, I know firsthand just how challenging but crucial it is to find a product that offers the perfect combination of comfort and support. And I can happily announce that I have found the perfect bra. Ladies, don't wait one more second to get the bra you deserve from Third Love. Third Love uses thousands of real women's measurements and super smoothing memory foam to create bras that are super comfortable and that make you look and feel great. Third Love offers bras in sizes AA through G. Did you know that most old school bra brands only carry 15 sizes? Well, Third Love has 60 sizes, including half cup sizes not offered by anyone else. If you're not sure about your proper size, you can chat with a fit specialist or take their 60 second fit finder quiz as you shop from the comfort of your own home. Say goodbye to those awkward fitting room experiences. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering my listeners 15% off of your first order. Try a Third Love bra today and you might even forget you're wearing it. If you don't agree, returns and exchanges are always easy and free. This year, make the change that will change the way you think about bras. Go to thirdlove.com slash heart right now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off of your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash heart. Thirdlove.com slash heart. What happened was in the midst of this panic, because all of these comments coming in, like all the negativity, all the people kind of hating on me, telling me I'm an idiot, I'm a hypocrite, how can I be vegan and support this company, uh, la la la, like, so inside of me, and this is something that I'm really deep in practice of right now, is being able to sit with my emotions as they surface and also catch myself before I disappear in a rabbit hole of panic. <laughs> uh, I have a tendency of like, jumping into the rabbit hole of panic, of fear, uh, especially when it comes to my daughter and my baby girl, like when I have a fearful thought about her, I can just follow that thought until oblivion, like until it's just, oh my God, it's awful. But I'm working on that right now. So whenever I end up in that place of like, oh my God, holy shit, the world is ending or, oh my God, what if she's not, not what if she's not breathing in her crib anymore? Like a thought like that, like I would sit with a lot. And then Go from, okay, here, here's a fearful thought. Here's a panicky moment. Uh, what's reality? Like what's actual true reality? Like in this moment where I am, the fear is not based on reality, right? It's not true. Like she's in her crib, sleeping soundly, breathing well. I'm sitting here with my husband eating dinner. Like we're living this peaceful life where everything is safe and we're well and we're protected. Like I'm really working on 
bringing my awareness back to that space again and again. And then now in this perfect social media storm, I find myself with like hundreds of people telling me that I'm a terrible person and I should go to hell and I'm a hypocrite and I'm bad and I cannot believe I'm so disappointed and you and inside of myself I'm like oh my god I'm a horrible human being I am such a horrible human being I cannot believe I did this I fucked up I am the worst person in the whole world I should just like go jump off a bridge or something I cannot believe this uh, I have no impact I can't do anything right I'm just like a total fuck up and like oh my god I should just like oh I'm the worst person in the whole world you know, that that was my thought process as I'm like reading through these comments like, oh my God, I'm, I'm horrible, I'm horrible, I'm horrible. And then some time passed because this is also how it works. A lot of process of my people talking to the agency and talking to their people and, blah, 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 blah. and people are in different time zones. And while all this was kind of being ironed out, I started calming down and I just like put my phone away and I ate dinner with my husband. Dennis cooked really delicious, actually garlic, ginger, tempeh and rice and garlic broccoli it was really good um and as I'm like eating and just sitting there talking to Dennis I just I, I started mellowing out and then I catch that thought of like oh my god nobody likes me I, I failed I'm a failure you know so instead of just isolating as like hey maybe this was an, an ideal thing that you just did um, the end game is really good if people knew all the facts maybe they would all agree that the end game is super awesome and yeah this was a really good move uh, because that's that's still what I believe um and I wish I could share all the facts, but I just, I can't in this moment, but everyone is going to have their own opinion. And is it true? Like if a thousand people tell you that you're a horrible person, like does that make it real? You can also turn that around. Like if a thousand people tell you you're an amazing person, does that make it real? Both of, the thing, of those things are completely false. Like it's just, it's just not true. This is social media. It's other people's opinions and thoughts about everything in life from their own lenses, right? From their own views poured onto another person, but virtually, right? So it's not really real life, like real present moment here. Like, hey, where am I? So I just like looked up and I'm like looking at, at my house and we have candles lit in the living room and my husband cooked this beautiful meal. It's delicious. And you know, I have this foundation being started. We're doing this amazing initiative. And I just kind of could feel my breath mellowing out and just started to calm down a little bit. Like, oh, okay, like, hey, this is, this is still okay. Like, I don't, I don't have to feel like I'm a horrible human being because people don't agree with something I just did. You know, that in my, my book, my eyes uh, was still totally worth it and still a really good thing. Right. So, I went from that and then all of a sudden I started taking myself back to the original intention. I was like, well, hey, what are we doing with this money? Yeah, we're building this orphanage. Okay. And then I started envisioning like, what will that look like? Um, the kids that will be present there, like, you know, the lives we might be able to save, the lives we might be able to change through this money, through this like one ad. Like, and the more I think about it, the more pissed off all of a sudden like I went from despair and feeling totally attacked and sad and like oh poor me and you know feeling really like oh to like fury <laughs> like I got so forking pissed off like I just like if you really sit with that perspective and still like I can really sit with this today I'm not I'm not angry anymore like I've totally gone through all of these emotions and I've landed in a really solid place but yesterday I was like you know, all these people that are telling me that I'm raising money the wrong way, right? I'm building an orphanage out of this pure incentive, pure um, intention of wanting to save the lives of children that are suffering through horrible abuse, right? 
that's the end game. That's the goal here. And I'm actively doing that by sharing this ad. Like I'm actively making that money. Yeah, wasn't great. Yeah, could have done more research. Yes, I understand. Like I understand everybody and where you're coming from. Yeah, maybe it didn't resonate. Maybe it was like a shock from what I normally share. Like all that, it's okay. But hey, at the end of the day, like this is what I'm doing like right now. This is like the potential impact that I have with my actions. And everybody that's sitting there on Instagram pouring like negativity over me saying that I'm doing horrible things. I was like, what the fuck are you doing with your time? Like, what are you doing in your life? Are you living this perfect, like to throw these rocks at me, you must be living this completely perfect perfect, incredible life where all you do, where everything you do is just 100% perfect and you have no flaws whatsoever. Because if not, like how can you hate on an initiative like this? Uh, I got one comment that I really, that I really, that really resonated with. I want to read it to you right now. And this was one of the comments that kind of really made me, made me, made me just switch my, my, my perspective immediately. Um, This is Courtney Lee. She says, literally laughing out loud at all these people hating on Rachel for using dirty non-vegan bad for the planet money to create an orphanage. You should all be ashamed, all of you. Enjoy driving to work in your gas-powered car that is harming the planet. Enjoy your fruits and veggies shipped from another country, more fossil fuels to harm the planet that directly contributes to animals dying through deforestation. You know, cutting down natural habitats for a- habitats for agriculture. Make sure you have a nice long hot shower once you're home, wasting water while parts of the world go dry. Don't forget to run that AC. You wouldn't want to get too hot. Thank goodness for more fossil fuels to harm the planet. Make sure your husband takes out the trash at night. God forbid you wouldn't want all that trash to sit in your clean home. Much better for it to sit in a landfill. I could go on and on. Every single one of you in a big or small way contributes to harming the planet, myself included. Hopefully we try our best and we make less of an impact and and do some good while we are here. And I just thought like, this was just, yes, yes. And maybe there is that perfect person. Like I imagine you driving your solar, uh, like drinking your solar powered uh, coffee, eating like your, your muffin that you've baked in your solar powered oven, driving your electrical car or biking to work um, where you volunteer for nothing. <laughs> like, yeah, if you live that perfect, incredible life and you do no wrong, no harm. And okay, yeah, give me these comments. But this comment is just, so incredibly fucking true and that we all in some shape or form do things that contribute to harming the planet or the world around us that's just what it is living that's what it means it's just it's impossible to live a life in the society in this world without in some shape or form doing something that isn't perfect right that's what it is so for me here like the ends justify the means that's that's really what it is and i just when i started reading all this stuff i just got so fired up and so I don't know, I got really, 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 really pissed off. So instead of feeling sorry for myself and and sad and all this stuff, I started getting really fiery and really kind of pissed. So at the end of the day, uh, I shared a post and the post went some, I I edited it almost immediately because I, again, I shifted. Um, But I wrote something like, hey, like everyone commenting on this, like, what do you do with your life? Like, how much good do you do for the world? Like, take a moment to sit with that. Like, before you throw shit at me, what do you do? You know, and then I wrote, um, yeah, excuse me while I, <laughs> while I, I, must, I must get my beauty sleep now. Running three nonprofits is, is a lot of hard work. You know, yeah, it was a really bitchy comment. Like it was a really bitchy caption. It was really passive aggressive, 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 actually. Uh, but I was fucking angry. Okay. Like I am a human being. I am allowed to have emotions. Sometimes I think 
people just you all prefer it when I'm just this um, I don't know this smiling happy person and if I write about grief or sadness like that's okay but you know god forbid I show that like I have an ego that sometimes gets bruised or that I get frustrated or that I feel jealous or that I feel angry like these are all still normal valid human emotions and I'm entitled and allowed to have them like it's okay I'm allowed to be angry I'm allowed to feel pissed off especially in something like yesterday where I felt like hey here I am like pouring myself into doing something good and all I get back is just hate you know I think everyone and I and I understand if you, if you didn't like it it didn't sit well with you you could take a breath and get more information before you comment like I think that's it or I think you could communicate your your viewpoint in a kinder in a kinder way and maybe maybe just maybe have a little faith like if you're truly a part of this community have a little faith have a little trust um, believe in the good things coming yeah, that's just that's just that's just really where we are right now. And then after I got, you know, so I got to be all fiery and I shared that post. And then, of course, that's the thing about anger. Like it arrives really quickly and really swiftly, at least it does for me, and it disappears just as fast. So uh, I went to bed. I read I'm reading Be Here Now by by Ram Das, which is just oh, it's it's one of those books. If you haven't read it, please, 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 like pick up a copy. Like you need this physical, like you can't Kindle this book. You need like a a copy to hold in your hands um be here now and I don't know how many times I've read it a gazillion times but every time I open the book it's always like at some time in my life where I like I can't believe how much I needed this right in this moment and the past two weeks I'm reading the book I read a little bit every night before I go to bed and I picked up the book and I was like all oh, like angry and you know my phone is by my bedside and like my phone is like in my bed like it's you know all this anger and two million people like talking about stuff and drama and, da, 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 da. and I'm buzzing with this tension I have a super headache like of course that's the first thing that happened I got this massive headache it wouldn't go away all night and then I opened the book and I'm like oh I read the first page that I open is this. You're gonna you're gonna laugh when I when I read this out. But yeah, I open the book. So if you haven't if you haven't read Be Here Now by Ramdas, it's a book in three parts. Um, the middle part is it's like you read it the opposite way around. Like you hold it up. Um, how can I explain it? Like it's a vertical book, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't know how to how to explain it um but it's a lot of the art in there is really beautiful and the pages are brown and it's just it's more about this visual like smack in the face of insight than actual uh reading of text anyway so I opened this page just at random in the middle of the book and here is what it reads drama is drama is drama is drama is drama breathing is drama Desire is drama. Emotions are drama. Thought is drama. All form is drama. It's all part of the drama. I have no scruple of change, nor fear of death. I was never born, nor had I parents. What does this mean? What it means is, when you clear away all the underbrush, when you go back and back, not for the fun of it or for the powers involved, but go back to be who you really are, who you are turns out to be spirit turns out not to be matter at all no matter never mind no mind never matter either way it works <laughs> oh my god I love him so much no matter never mind no mind never matter either way it works drama is drama is drama is drama right it's just who you are turns out to be spirit and for me this was just like all of this all of this commenting and not just like the negative part like in being caught in what we call real drama in this world but all of this stuff like waking up in the morning and 
arguing with someone or being stuck in traffic or having a bad night's sleep or posting something to Instagram, people don't like it or you're, you know, don't like a coworker or you have an issue with this or you watch this on TV. Like everything we do all fucking day long is just drama. And this is also a really big part of, of this learning that I'm in right now, this learning of how to be soft, how to be still, how to go from fire to total water and just submerge and float and let myself be like really separating from the drama of just the day-to-day of all the stuff because that's being a human being with a mind like that's what it is there's so much drama around us all the time and sometimes it heightens and it becomes like peak of drama like this little storm that I was just in but it's all still the same you guys it's all still the same like we're we're all trying our very 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 best in this life like everyone who commented on my post who was angry yesterday there's a reason you were angry you're also trying your best I get that you're trying to sway my persuasion or my actions into something that you feel is better for the world like I get that you come from a place of love and a place of truth as well Um, and it's all just drama so (laughs) when I read that drama is drama is drama is drama like I was just kind of laughing at myself I'm like oh my god I can't believe it and then I went back to my own Instagram post and I was like oh damn I can't believe I wrote that <laughs> you know when you've shared something and it's like a little poisonous and then you're like whoa who was that you know so I just like I changed my caption into something else and I ended it with be kind um also for me like hey be kind like I need to be kind to everyone reading to everyone commenting and not and it is hard sometimes to not get caught up in the drama get caught up in the emotion in the anger in the in all this stuff you know so what I would love from everyone like really from everyone is just a little more compassion would be super nice and I know I'm a public person and I talk to a lot of people every day and uh, I'm like I'm a really easy target I think as well Um, but just a little more compassion like a little more love into every situation especially the way we communicate with each other would be really really good and a little more trust I I would love a little more trust. And for everyone that poured support over me yesterday and that poured support over me today and and continue to pour support over me every day and everyone who's like there and it clicked right away and it made sense, uh, I don't want to forget about you because you're the most important part of this conversation. And um, actually that that ad has a shit ton of likes. (laughs) And I know that's all of you supporting that you get. Like, hey, it's a purposeful ad. Like, it's purposeful. We trust. We're here. We believe we have faith. We're right here. And at the end of the day, hey, guys, if if I can do something through the Internet, like anything, like post a post, like it's not even real, like it's not even tangible in real life. Like I can post something on the Internet that might result in saving a child's life, like just one. I envision just one child. That's what I went to bed with last night. Like I changed that caption. My anger went away. I lit some Palo Santo in the room just to clear out the space. Like I hugged my husband and I was just like, okay, you know what? And I saw those two little boys in front of me. Like, and I just like, maybe there's kids out there right now. And I have a potential, maybe just a tiny little potential, little possibility to change something for them. You know, if there's a possibility that an outcome of this is changing one child's life, then all of this is worth it. Are you kidding me? Like I would do this a thousand times a million times over again and again and again and again and I think for all of us whenever we get caught up in this like oh my god I can't believe she did that oh my god I can't believe it you know like hey where's the love like where's the love within me that brings forth this rage or this anger or this fire and how can I dial it back down how can I 
invite some water into the equation so I can just sit with this and feel the love of the feel the love that's already present in everything that we do because it's here it's within you it's within me we are walking this path together Ramdas says you know at the end of the day we're all just walking each other home I'm going to end on that note we're all walking each other home so thank you all for enlightening me like thank you for being a light for me thank you for educating me thank you for being on this path with me thank you for your compassion for your thoughts for your comments good and bad um thank you for letting me arrive to this to this perfect moment right here right now and i can't wait to share with you what i'm creating sending you lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of love Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. You can find all of them on rachelbraithen.com, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or anywhere you normally get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review while you are there. Thanks to the folks at Cadence 13 for their production work. And of course, thank you to my sponsors, Havenly and Third Love. Please support them the way they support this podcast. I'll see you next week.